All right, welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after but rarely explored. And I have with me, as always, my lovely co-host, Alyssa. Hi, Snow Angels. How are you today? I'm good. Uh, <laughs> been applying for jobs this week. <laughs> Ooh, how is that going? Um, it's okay. Um, I'm definitely seeing things in job descriptions, and I'm like, no, I will not do that. Not for that kind of money. I will not do that. Nope. I don't like doing that. So I'm not going to apply for that job. So, uh, but I'm starting to hear back. So. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You've been out of the game for a minute. A hot fucking minute. Like a long time. Are you getting nervous? I definitely am getting a little nervous, but not as much as I thought I was because I'm pretty solidified in the fact of like, I know what I know, and I can be honest about what I don't know. You're, like, seasoned. Yeah. Like, I think it does get a lot easier. I think, like, the first couple of jobs and, that like, you have to go for an interview, you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to do it. What, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? And then by, like, the third, fourth, fifth, and so on, you're just like, all right, no. I'm a seasoned professional here. Let's go, bro. Yeah, and you're more or less also less, like confident in what you know and you're okay saying what you don't know either which is totally go yeah totally okay definitely like the first couple you go to you're like i don't know if i should say that i don't know if i should mention that yeah and that like you're usually just like okay yep i I won't be putting up with that no i will not be doing that no yeah (laughs) exactly no i don't want this job anymore have a great one (laughs) yeah oh my god there was one there was one like long time ago when i was interviewing places before my last job i literally was like I was in the middle of an interview and he said something and I was like, yeah, I won't be doing that. And he goes, well, that's part of our job description. And I said, okay, then I think we can end the interview here because that's not something I'm interested in doing. I was like, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, but I won't be doing that. And he was like, well, maybe we can. I said, no, I won't. No, you just said that's part of the job description. We will not be continuing this interview. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh and I walked out because I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, there's no part of that that sounds fun or interesting to me. I'm good. Like, I'm out. You're a goddess. I, I, I don't care. Like, if, if there's something in it that I won't do I'm not gonna stick around why waste my time because I've been like even if they say you're not gonna do it oh well we could work around it no because that means that you that you're saying that just to get me in the door and then I'm still gonna have to do it you're sneaking it back in there yeah exactly and like I'm just not I'm not interested in doing that I wish I was I think I'm more like that now yeah I do remember like going for an interview out of that place when I was still in like the animal industry and it wasn't offering what I thought it was going to and I was called right back after the interview. Like, I got home and I was like, this is not only the job for me. And I was like, um, I really appreciate it. I know we just had the interview, but I'm like, I'm not interested. Thank you so much. Yeah. I was like apologizing because they were so nice. Yeah. I don't think I'd do that now. No, you could just try to be like, um, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, but I'm not interested. Yeah. And before just, I even leave. Yeah. Because it just helps to not waste your time or their time or be like waiting around for a phone call that you don't even really want the job for. So, like, yeah. Now you can just solidify the fact I don't want this job and you can move along into what you actually do want to do. Exactly. So, what are we talking about today then? Uh, we're talking about how to prep for a job interview. Um, which I think is pretty relevant to what I'm going through right now. (laughs) Heck yeah. Yeah. I'm liking it. All right. So let's get, let's just dive into it. Do you have any tips for nerves? Because I definitely know that like I'm experiencing some of my nerves, but, and you're, you know, you're good with the source stuff. So do you have any tips for me? (laughs) Because I know I definitely still have nerves, even though like I'm pretty solid in like what I want and what I don't want. I think you're never not going to have a little bit of nerves, like the little butterflies in your stomach. I as confident as I will be walking in, as soon as I, like, get right up to the door, mm. the butterflies start kicking in. I'm you. on stage. Let's yeah. go. So I think the best way you can, like, 
overcome most of your nerves is to try to just prepare yourself the best you can. So, like, I always recommend practicing questions that you might be asked, like your interview questions. Um, I usually say, play out worst case scenario. Mm. What happens if you don't get the job? I mean, what I do that if, anyway. So. <laughs> if you don't get the job or, like, if you mess up or you say the wrong thing, like, play your scenario out, whatever it is, because it, it just, it takes away, I think, the power of that like entire interaction yeah it's like anxiety around that situation that's true i always i like to say eat a good meal Mm. i'd say a light one yeah you don't want to be like super full because then you're gonna get sleepy or you're just gonna get so nervous and nauseous that you're like i'm actually gonna throw up okay that was my (laughs) other one i was like you don't want to be puking in the bushes outside your new job right exactly (laughs) um so I would say eat, like, a light but, like, sturdy meal, something that's got, like, fruits and veggies or, like, protein a good protein yeah. um, that's going to make you feel full. Also, the on the other end of that, do you want your stomach growling in the middle of your interview? No, because you can't pay I attention. That. Have you really? <laughs> I have had that. Because I was going all the way to – it was, like, oh my God, it was like two hours away, so I did not get a chance to get breakfast. And I just remember apologizing profusely. I was like, I'm so sorry. My stomach is just growling. <laughs> like, I tried to make it a joke after that. But, yeah. Like, it was very clear but that my stomach, stomach was, was growling. <laughs> Can we get you a cup of coffee at least, dear? <laughs> Seriously. I definitely eat a good meal. Mm. Um, I think that taking a walk or, or – I said take a walk or jam out. Mm. Those are my two – get you pumped up and going. I think some fresh air can always, like, you're breathing it in, it takes out the anxiety. Yeah. So for you, I'm going to say you're going to take a walk. <laughs> for me, I will be jamming out. I always get super pumped up when I'm listening to good music. Mm, that's very true. So instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm really nervous. I don't know how to act. I just want to be calm. Like I'm like, no, I'm excited. Yeah. Let's fucking go into this interview. I'm pumped. Mm-hmm. And so like that good music just gives me the energy. And, then and I'm, it like, gives you vibing. that confidence. Like exactly. it, it, It's like a confidence boost for you. Yeah. yeah. So like whatever your activity is, just do, do that a little something you for yourself before you go. Um, beforehand, when you're talking to the person setting up your interview, I recommend taking detailed notes. Remember to write down the time of your interview, your interviewer's name, um, the address of the location you're going, any questions that you might have. Do you know, the amount of times that people will call into my current company and be like, hey, I don't remember what time my interview was. Could you tell me what it is? And I'm like, I don't know what it is. You set it up with somebody else in a different department. Yeah. Or like, I'll ask and I go, hey, like, okay, you're here for an interview. Do you know who with? And they go, do you know what position it's for? No. And they shake their head. Are you and I'm kidding like, me? I'm like, how do you not know what you're coming in to do? So prepare. I always say prepare yourself. Yeah. Know what position you're going in for. 100%. If you've applied for like thousands of jobs, I do understand not remembering each position. But if you're but going if into the an interview, interview. That's different. Like you need to know what position yeah, you're applying for. You can easily, especially on Indeed, you can easily go back and see what jobs you've applied for. So like, and you can search by company. Well, that's usually what I do. So, I save mine in Indeed. So like yeah. if I get an interview, you can actually, it, Indeed will walk you through the process. It'll say like, did you get an interview? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? But, like, I, it puts it in that collection. Absolutely. And then I can go back and go, okay, that's my interview at 10 o'clock today. Let me just review the listing. Mm-hmm. Remember what position it's for. And then you yeah. can walk in confident. Oh, okay, my appointment is at 10 a.m. today for, I don't know, ad- 
administrative. executive administrative yeah <laughs> something like that and that you know oh yeah i'm meeting with lana yeah done um as far as the other thing is directions mm. i always say like if you don't know how to go somewhere i I remember going to Haverhill. That was my two-hour drive. Oh, Went yeah. Went all the way to freaking Haverhill, and I didn't even know how to pronounce the city, let alone how to get there. <laughs> um, look at directions, how long it's going to take you to get there. And also make sure that you put them in during traffic times, because the likelihood is either on your way there or on your way home, you're going to be going, you're going to be doing it in traffic, because uh, I learned that fucking lesson the hard way. Like I said, I had my job interview on the other side of Boston, and it took me like an hour and 10 to get there, and then it was like two hours and like 30 minutes on my ride home, and I was like... No, I should have just not even gone to the interview. No. <laughs> Thankfully, my Haverhill interview was only for like, it was a local position, but I was just meeting the higher ups. Mm. But I remember being late to that interview because we hit and there was an accident. So I was ended up being late. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just a few minutes late. Um, but the directions and you said it. Google offers like such a great service in Google Maps. It will let you put in the time you want to travel now. And I absolutely love yeah. that. So I can see exactly how long it's going to take. And it's just an average of what is normally happening on that day specifically. Yeah. At so that like, time. if you're going all the way to like Boston, for example, you know, there's going to be traffic in the morning. So you instead of if you're looking at it the night before, like at 7 p.m. at night, it's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So if you put in, oh, you know, tomorrow at 9 You'll You'll see see how much traffic traffic. there actually is. Um, So having directions, knowing how to get there, you don't want to get lost. Yeah, no, you definitely don't want to get lost. And, like, if it's a more local place, like, and you have time out of your day or week or whatever to go before your interview, take a little ride there first. Like, just a little drive-by. I do that. (laughs) That was my next little piece to it because... I'm an, it helps take out the nerves, genuinely. That, that's literally what I was going to say, because I'm super anxious, and mm-hmm. like if I don't know where I'm going, I don't want to get lost. It'll and I can't enjoy my nervous. jam out session. <laughs> exactly. So you take a little drive, you get there, you know generally how to get there, and then you can go. Mm-hmm. So those are my detailed notes section, like, like I said, address of the interview, directions, practice driving if you need to, write down the time, your interviewer's name, questions you have. And if it's virtual, like... Make sure that you're ready to be in the meeting, like, a solid five minutes before. Like, it should be – if you're showing up virtually, you should apply the same rules as if you were going to go to an in-person interview. Oh, yeah. Phone, virtual, or Mm in-person. You should be arriving, I would say, at least five minutes early. Yeah, to just be ready and, like, even just sitting in the spot waiting for them to call if they're the ones supposed to be calling you. Yeah, and I would say, like, bring your resume with you. I know that most employers will have a copy but just in case, it's all you look so much more professional bringing a resume. Yeah, and just bring it in a folder or bring it. I mean, I've had people when I worked um, and I was doing interviews. I've had people walk in with them laminated, and I was like, "Oh, this is nice!" Like, oh, I love the people that bring like the binder and they have all of their stuff in there. And I'm yeah. like, oh, "You're so prepared. I love it." Yeah, yeah, and especially if you're, um, I feel like this is more kind of applies to that like senior level position. Bringing a binder is great because it shows all you can bring all the projects you've worked on all of your notes all of like the stuff you've done along with any certifications or things like that can also go with you for those bit of uh, higher up positions yeah absolutely so one that I really liked in the article that I read is an acronym it's stop so s is for stop what you're doing and focus on your thoughts Mm -hmm. t take a few deep breaths love deep breaths here yes we do 
little love notes for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, o is observe what's going on in your body, emotions, and mind, and why you're feeling them. P is proceed with an intention to incorporate what you observed in your actions. I think we could do a whole episode on stop, honestly. Like, it's just so good, and, like, it, it really takes into that account of, like, getting inside yourself and like recognizing what's happening within your own body at a specific moment, which is so important. And I think we don't do it enough, which is why we can get so caught up in those anxiety moments and like panic attacks and things like that. Like I'm, Oh, I would love to do an episode on like how to get over like nerves, panic attacks, mm-hmm. and like com- calm yourself down from within. Absolutely, I'll, um, I'll definitely. We're putting wanna... that on the list. Yeah, I was like, when we edit, when I edit, I usually end up going into the doc. I'm like, oh god, so many ideas. Put it in there. So I will definitely be adding that, and that will definitely have to be a topic we cover because I think it's just a very in-depth topic, but a very important one that we should talk about. Oh, for sure. We talk about that raw shit here, so. <laughs> We're a deep conversationalist. Yeah, for a reason. Yeah. So I think stop's a great one to calm your nerves, whether you're doing it, you know, in preparation for your interview or you're in your interview. Yeah, absolutely. Just take a second, give yourself a deep breath, and then, like, keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the best one that is super simple is just smile and remember that this is just a conversation. You're having a conversation with another human being Mm -hmm. who is also doing a job. Yes. Yep. I think that's the best advice you can get because you have to take that power away from it. Yes, mm-hmm. it, you're trying to achieve and, and get a job, but at the end of the day, that person is just a human and you guys are talking. Yeah, and you're tra- they're trying to fill an objective and a role just as much as you would like to be the person filling that role. So, and it's, it, it doesn't make or break who you are as a person. It just means that this particular person didn't either find you a good fit or if you get the job, they found you a good fit. Like, it doesn't mean that that dictates who you are as an actual person. Absolutely. Does that help your nerves a little bit? A little, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I said, I think it's still going to be there, but you kind of have to give yourself that deep breath and go, I can do this. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I definitely know, like, before I walked into an interview, that last one that I said I, I walked out of because I was just like, this isn't going to work. Like, it's not what either one of us actually wants. And, like... You know, I think you can also recognize that later, too. Once, like, you did. You left. You realized, like, it's not what you thought it was. And they immediately called you. I've had those, too, where it was, like, a video editing. They were like, oh, it's going to be, like, an internship, but it's a paid internship. And, like, you'll mostly be doing video editing and things like that. And I was like, I don't want to do video editing. I was like, you said a d- designer. That, that's a that's a producer. There's a difference. Like, no, I don't want that position. And it was close to home, too, which is, like, something where I was, like, really wanted at the time. So it, it felt a little heartbreaking, but also, like, I recognized what I actually enjoy doing and what I don't and what I'm willing to, like, do in a, in a professional setting. And that was not something I wanted to do. Yeah, I think that would be a great option for you to, like, journal, do a little writing prompt for yourself, like, mm-hmm. what you are actually looking for. I know we talked about that in, like, the previous episodes and, like, getting yourself ready and what you're looking for in a job, but just write that stuff, that stuff down for yourself. Give yourself a little cheat sheet mm-hmm. because if you know what you're looking for, then you'll know if that job meets those needs and, like I said, that is just a conversation. Yeah. And now you're just checking the boxes. Oh, they did offer this. Oh, they did offer you're interviewing them just, just as like much. you are inter- they're Being, interviewing you. Yep, absolutely. 100%. And I always say, like, before an interview, like, make sure – I love the idea of, like, journaling. But, like, it's not a bad thing for you to bring your notebook with you into the interview and take your own notes just as much as they are because you should know what's going on and you Give should – Give them the side eye. Yeah, like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, you feel about that? Okay. 
that's the kind of culture mm. I see. Mm, ready to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I think uh, just as much as they're interviewing you, like Alyssa said, you're also interviewing them to make sure that the job description, you can put a lot of fancy words and make things sound great on paper, but when you're actually in person, that's when you can really determine what they're all about in the company itself. And granted, it is only one person displaying what that company is about, but it still gives a good idea as to what your expectations are within the company. For sure. Um, So you have any other tips for us? Any other ideas for nerves? I think that is like the best I can give you. That's like my starter pack for nerves. Okay. You're good. You're going. Um, I think that before we dive into the meat of this, that we should probably preface this episode, it is going to be a little bit longer of an episode, but just because it is so in-depth, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're talking about several different things here. We're talking about nerves. We're talking about tips for actually within the interview. And then also we're going to go over some interview questions at the end as to what Alyssa and I found in a book, which we'll put in the description. It's 101 tough interview questions. Um, yeah. And we'll try to put the times in the, no- the show notes so you can jump ahead if you would like to to Mm -hmm. a certain section absolutely um so with that being said i would love to talk to you about a dress code okay for your interview i think dress casual is like the the business casual is the best way to go i unless i mean if you're doing a zoom plug-in one i mean or a phone call (laughs) like yeah (laughs) yeah like i mean i think it's different of course but i think also when you put yourself into a business casual wear you show up business casual and you show up more professional than if you just were to show up in you know laissez-faire kind of clothing i would also agree business casual but i would love to define your definition of business casual because i have seen some huge extremes in the difference between somebody's business casual versus mine. Yeah, I'm definitely more like not business casual. I'm more like I show up in business. Like I'm showing up in a nice pair of pants, a nice pair of shoes, whether they're heels or a nice booty. So you're wearing like dress pants. I'm wearing dress and pants and a blazer with like a nice button down. Like the power suit. Yes, absolutely. And I don't wear dresses to interviews. I, I genuinely don't like that idea because I don't feel powerful. I, want, I would suggest if you're going to an interview, wear something that makes you feel powerful. And for me, that's dress pants, a nice heel, a blazer, and a button down. Like, that's my power move. I'm like, yeah, with a red lipstick, that's my power move. <laughs> it's that red lipstick that puts the top on it. Um, but I think you need to wear what's going to make you feel most powerful. And if that's like a flashy suit or that's like a flashy outfit with a lot of pop of color, do it. Because that's only going to play into who you are as a person and what they expect of you showing up in a place. I totally agree. I think that anything that makes you feel confident and, like I said, powerful is the best approach. Yeah, because it gives you that confidence boost just as much as your music or a walk outside is going to do for you. Yeah, I think because everyone's style is different, I think that if you're looking for a safe option, um, you could do, like, jeans or dress pants and a nice shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really are struggling, you can keep it to neutral. So, black, white. I always like brown and reds. Um, black, white, and reds like, very classic mm-hmm. and easy. Everyone has black and white items. I think that speaking from the employer side of things, I think that they are expecting a certain look. <laughs> look. I think that is a little bit more old school now. Um, but I still, but again, this plays into what I'll talk about in a little bit about doing your research about the company. If it's a millennial company, yeah, you could probably show up in jeans and a t-shirt and you'll probably, they're looking at who you are as a person and not, and your professional side, not how you show up dressed versus traditional may 
it's that face value. They're going to take you at face value. Yeah, I think it's tough because even though you can do research on the company, I think it does come down to the person. Absolutely. I, that's I have been true. both the interviewee and the interviewer. And I think that I grew up, like I said, I'm a 90s baby. So I kind of grew up and got the advice from my parents that you should be dressing professional, Absolutely. business or business casual. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen people show up to, my, to interviews in sweatpants. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, even I when I was even when I was interviewing for fast food jobs, I was like the only one that showed up in like business wear. And I was like, yeah, it's a fast food job, but if I show up wearing what I feel makes me powerful in a position, and like you said, I other people were dressed in sweats, they're they're in like UGG boots, and I'm over there in like high heels, dress pants, a blazer, and I was applying for a fast food position. So I think what makes you feel comfortable, but also keep in mind that the more professional you look, uh, the more professional that they're going to think that you are and you will show up that way. I think that that's why I'm like kind of bringing it up because it you do want to talk about all avenues, all opinions and options that come into play. So I think if you're worried about like your employer, interviewer, um, you can also ask in that initial phone call, what is your expectation of me to show up? Like, what's the dress code are you expecting? Yeah, I think that sometimes people will see sweatpants or a crop top and go, oh, my God, I can't believe they showed up like that. Mm-hmm. I don't judge people like that. I never have. But I think that it is still something that crosses people's minds just because we still have that mix of older generation versus new. Mm-hmm, I, that's what I saw. A lot of the newer generation would show up in, like, sweatpants or something casual, easy jeans and a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like I said, someone in their 40s, 50s, 60s are showing up. To the, to nines. the nines, yeah, and <laughs> um, and I think, but I think it's like again, research your company, and also in that initial like setting up the interview, you can ask, "What is your expectation uh, for dress code for me to show up for this interview?" And that also gives you a better idea as to what you should wear. I I like that. Um, I think the other thing along the same lines is swearing and in inappropriate words or (laughs) I'm a struggle (laughs) I have a sailor's mouth like awful I think that it's you have to judge you have to read the room absolutely and I think it becomes more comfortable once you are actually employed there absolutely but I think for your interview it is best for you to avoid swearing or any inappropriate language Mm -hmm. or topics yeah um because I think it becomes very abrupt a lot of the interviews would be surprised. Like, I've, yeah, I've walked in and someone's been like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, okay, hi. How are How you? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I think it just throws people on their head and, like, yeah. you just don't know how they're going to react. And some people find that impolite or rude. Absolutely. So Especially, I, again, we have that mix in the job world of the older generation and the newer generations. Yeah, I think cle- keep your mouth clean. For the uh, interview process. Thank you. Yeah. And then once you're in, you can just judge and read the room. Yeah. And, and again, it comes on the employee to employee basis. Like if you have a, a boss that's very formal, doesn't, you know, doesn't swear to you. And again, like Alyssa said, read the room. Like if they swear towards you, then like, okay, you can see like, okay, well, they, they only said shit. Okay. So probably not fuck, but like, damn, hell, shit. Those are okay. But, like, don't just drop the F-bomb in your first five minutes of an interview, which I'm going to talk about um, in my notes. So 
right. Well, I mean, that, this is perfect time. So let's jump into your side of the notes. So because I'm preparing for jobs, I was looking specifically for tips on how to do well within the actual interview itself. Um, so this is kind of like a little bit of the prep beforehand and also like what to do in the interviews. Um, so something was research the company. Uh, make sure before you research uh, you and like before you even really apply that you've done your research and that you know exactly what the company is about. Because I know last night I literally was sitting there watching the football game and I'm just liking all of these because I like what they say. Like I like the first little like tidbit summary of the job, but I didn't do in-depth research. And then some of them I was like starting to get tired and I was like, all right, I'm done like scrolling and liking. Let me go back in and I'll read the whole job description. And there's so many of them that I was like, oh no, honey, that's not for me. And so I think making sure that you do your research and you thoroughly read those job descriptions before you even apply. So you're not applying for jobs that you know you're not even one fit for or two, you're not even going to enjoy. Yeah. I do remember us talking about it in job requirements, what we're looking for in a job. Um, and I think it's great that you reiterated it because you do want to do that deeper research. Maybe mm -hmm. you only did a little bit while you were applying and now you're going for an interview so you really want to look in depth at your company and what they're doing absolutely how they're acting all that yep um another point they said was like clarifying your selling points um and i was kind of like what does that mean and then it was like oh it's like my personal selling points like what what are my best attributes like what are the best things that i bring to the table basically like when you go to an interview you're selling yourself like you are um so um, if you're someone who's not very good in like a salesy pitch way, like maybe watch a few YouTube videos on how to how to sell yourself. It probably will again relieve some of those nerves. Yeah, um, another journal prompt for you. Yep, exactly. Just writing some like adjectives or characteristics that about who you are and why that you'd be good for the job. Absolutely. Um, anticipate the interviewer's concerns and reservations. So um, Alyssa brought up a great point when we were talking last week. Um, that if there's any gaps in your resume, um, like leaving, do you leave out your timeframes because of the gaps in your resume? And I, after that conversation, was looking at my resume this week and was genuinely sitting down being like, do I take out my times? Because like some of these jobs are so old, but they're so relevant to what like the jobs that I'm applying for. And I'm like, do I take out the timeframes that I was there? And so I went back and forth with that, and I have now two resumes, one with time frames, one without. <laughs> <laughs> I think a great way to get around that is you don't have to have, like, two more resumes added. I think that you could always just put two years, three years, whatever. Mm, the you know, time amount, yeah, not exactly. the years. The amount of experience that you have. So, mm, like, oh, you know, I was a at the pizza place for three years. Oh, and then I was an admin for five years right yeah that way you don't have to put like you know 2011 to 2015 right exactly like one of mine is 2014 to 2017 and I was like that's so long ago but I was in a supervisor's position and to me I also was like I was in a supervisor's position at such a young age so it looks good like it looks like I was well prepared I'm prepared for those types of positions but I like the idea of adding your year's experience versus like an actual year to year yeah, I think it's the best option just because if you don't want to put the time, the actual, like, dates, mm. I think it's a safe option so that way it doesn't look like you're just, like, leaving it off for no reason. Right, and um, I know with Indeed, you have to put a time frame. You have to put dates. So if you're just going to companies' websites and just submitting a resume, then I think the three years is great. Um, and also, that would be great when you, for when you bring it into a job interview. Someone's not sitting there being, like, 2017 minus 2014, that's three. They just can immediately see, oh, it's three years. 
Um, so again, those anticipating your interviews, concerns, and reservations, whatever you think seems concerning on your resume, whether that's time off from work, um, whether that's a short time frame at a job, um, anything that you think might be of concern. And I wish I like did a deeper research as to some of those reservations. Do you have any ideas? I think that like what a reservation came to mind was like if you have a family and I know that sounds kind of off-putting at first we'll talk about that but it really is something that like things like that come across the certain companies like oh you have a family so you can't keep a you know random schedule you need a Monday through Friday right or like you can only work 7 30 to 2 and then you need to go and pick up your kids from daycare like that was the first thing that I thought of because I, I remember being at certain companies that would make it known and then it became a problem like Mm. oh you know you're not able to stay with our flexible schedule like I need to be able to schedule you when I need to schedule you and they're like but I can't I have a family like I have to go pick up my kid at daycare and I made it very clear in the interview process like I know a lot of parents will make it very clear in an interview process like okay yeah like I I can work a normal nine to five or I can only work a morning schedule from you know nine to two because I have X, especially in something such as fast food. I saw that a lot in that, that job field. Um, parents being instantly like, yeah, so like I can, I can work a morning shift, but I can't get here until eight and I have to be, I have to be out the door by three because I have to go pick up my children. Yeah. I think that, or like maybe if you have chronic illness or Mm -hmm. or mental health, um, something to just know how to speak upon it, whatever you're comfortable saying, if that does come up in the interview, like you know, I may have multiple days where I am out, but I'll be happy to use PTO or my own time to so make so, up for so that my you're able work. to overcome if that does come up as a concern or reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing was prepare for common questions, which Alyssa and I are going to go over some common questions here at the end. Um, but I think this is just a great one. Um, and it, it's just to get you comfortable with what will be ex- what the expectation is basically yeah I think it's always easiest to answer once you're already in there but I think practicing just helps you get the eloquence like yeah. I was saying earlier off air I was like I don't know how to like speak eloquently while I'm on the podcast like my brain just sometimes just like quits on me mm-hmm. mid-sentence so like to avoid that happening you're just practicing some random questions and you can just do a google search not even just like the interview questions we're going to talk about just look up common google, interview common questions qu- yep And then you can read other people's answers and get a better idea as well. Absolutely. Um, Line up your questions for the interviewer. Um, So you should, as much as being prepared for common questions that they will ask you, you should also think about questions you want to ask the employer for things that you find important. I think this is a must. I think that this didn't, I didn't learn this right away. No Mm -hmm. one taught me this, but I think it shows that you're enthusiastic, that you actually do want to learn more about the job. Because you know how, you know how awkward it is at the end of the interview and they're like, oh, did you have any questions? And you're like, no. no. I did that at one of my jobs and um, then the next, the, I, but I, the only, I had one question for them. I said, is there anything that I could do better within this interview? And they were like, prepare better questions for us. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. I was like, I'm new to like doing interviews and things like that. I've been out of the game for a while. So this was new to me. Um, but like, that's a great, that's great advice. It's a great tip. Because that was, like, my only question was, like, how could I have done better? Yeah, and I think you want to – they want you to be, like I said, enthusiastic, want this job. And by you asking questions about, like, the culture, the work, the position, um, it just shows how much interest you actually have in In, pursuing this job position. Absolutely. Um, 
And again, I think those questions should also revolve around what you find important for yourself in the job, whether that's the culture, whether that's the work schedule, whether that's what kind of projects you'll be working on specifically, because I know that I came across some jobs, I saved them. And as I was reading, I was like, I don't want to work on projects like that. Like that, that doesn't align with either my values, my morals, or it just was like something I was like, I'm not interested in. So I'm probably not going to like my job if I'm not interested in it. Yeah, it goes back to the part, like how they interviewed you and now you're interviewing them. You asking questions, you're getting the answers that you need to make an insightful decision. Absolutely. So like expectations from your job, achievements that they, their goals that they want you to be achieving, what's the work-life balance, culture, everything like that. That's where you get those answers. Absolutely. Um, I think, again, Alyssa, you touched on this already, but practice, practice, practice. Um, looking up the common questions, um, thinking about how you want to articulate your questions to them. Um and you can do this with people like in in your home. You can oh do it by gosh. yourself. Yeah, mock like, it up. Mock, yeah. mock trial over there. Yeah, absolutely. You're going in and be like, Mom, Mom, I need help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prepare for an interview. And then you just pretend you can you know, try on your outfit or whatever and sit down and pretend to have an actual interview. Across a table. Make sure there's a table in between you because that's the reality of going into an interview. You're not just going to be sitting like open in between. You're probably going to be across a desk or a table of some sort. Yep. So um, definitely, like Alyssa said, mock it up for sure. Um, score success in the first five minutes. I didn't quite understand what they meant by this until I like really read it. And it was, this isn't a game of tug of war between the two of you. Like this is just for you to learn something and be enthusiastic. Like you, like Alyssa, like you said, um, and this isn't about who wins and who loses. This is just about getting to know each other. Um, again, like you stated earlier, it's about having a conversation. Just remember that the person on the other side of the table is just as much a human as you are. Absolutely. Um, this next one is be ready for illegal and inappropriate questions. Um, mm, yeah, we, I mean, we would wish that that wouldn't happen, mm-hmm. but the odds that you will possibly encounter, it's just, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. So I think we should discuss it. Um, so like, I mean, questions about your race, age, gender, religion, marital status, sexual orientation, um, that's why like equal opportunity employers is what you're looking for. We talked about that in job requirements. Mm-hmm. You do not want to be discriminated against. So mm-hmm. just prepare yourself for those types of questions and be ready to not answer them. Absolutely. And no, no one, I think as much as you should prepare for your interview questions, I think they should also look at what are illegal questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, give it a quick Google search. I can't think of them off the top of my head per se, but like, the marital status, gender, religion, pregnancy, those types of things. Like there are certain questions that they cannot ask you mm-hmm. and and they shouldn't be asking you. So knowing how to say like, I'm not going to answer that. You shouldn't be asking me that. That's not relevant to this yeah, job. That's, that's I was going to give a couple here was um, I'm not sure how that's relevant to my application. And honestly, if you're very uncomfortable in the position, um, just think like long term, are you going to be uncomfortable at that company as well because of that specific question? It is okay to get up and come and walk out and just end the interview if you are uncomfortable as well. Yeah, and just be really careful around salary questions. Um, employers will try to sneakily phrase it and say it in there without like actually kinda, asking yeah, it straightforward. Yeah, and like giving off the red flag that they're asking. Exactly. So just be careful of those things. It, it's as simple as like, you know, the people that ask, do you have reliable transportation versus are you going to be able to get here on time? Mm-hmm. Are you going to have a reliable ride every day? Mm-hmm. Um, something else is think positive. No one really likes a complainer. Um, I thought this was a great 
tip, but I didn't necessarily think it was important because I don't think that I've ever been in a job interview where I've been complaining about anything, whether that's like an old job or something I didn't like doing because I don't want to bring things I don't like doing. I would rather talk about the things that I do like doing or the skills and attributes that I have. I think this comes into play more with people that have maybe a more volatile job history. Mm. Maybe they've been hired and fired or they had a big um, disagreement or problem with their past management Mm. um, or employees. Like, you don't want to be bringing in, like, oh, like, I just felt like they absolutely didn't want to pay me anything. I couldn't, I was constantly getting into fights over this, that, and the other thing, like, think about the positives, give it the high level, like oh, focus more on you mm-hmm. versus what you experience at the job. Absolutely. Unless it's a more direct question and then make sure you just phrase it in a sense of like, oh, well, the, you know, these were things that I didn't like about the job and these were things that I did like about the job, um, which yeah. we'll go over a little bit later. You're not like, oh, my last manager was an asshole. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, and a better way to phrase that is, oh, um, I didn't enjoy the management styles of my previous employer. That's a much nicer way to say that than to pretty much badmouth your we old didn't job. Vibe. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alyssa touched on this, but I'm going to say it again. Bring a copy of your resume. Having a hard copy is a lot better than having no copy at all. And now your res- now like your interviewer doesn't have a copy of your resume. Yeah, and you look prepared. Absolutely. Um, don't worry about sounding canned. I didn't understand this phrase at first. I did not either. Um, but I guess this is basically like sounding too polished. Um, you won't sound canned. You'll sound articulate when speaking about your job. Um, so I guess uh, people worry about sounding too polished, like the cookie cutter. Yeah. And I didn't, I never thought about ever sounding too polished. I think that like, if you know your shit, talk about it. I think so. And I think it, if anything, if the advice that you're talking about, about being too polished just integrate more personal aspects to it Mm. so like if you're answering a question you don't want to sound like you did read it out of a a, another person's answer or a book just add like your own little personal touches or a personal story that part that added to your work experience absolutely um make the most of the tell me about yourself section um so this is basically again like clarifying your selling points like come up with uh the top three things you want to talk about uh, but preface, if you miss something, have the employer ask about it. So if you kind of glaze over things and your employer wants to ask, like always make sure that you give that open door. Um, but employers usually aren't scared to ask you if there's something you miss either. So I think this is just a great way of saying like really articulating the few top three selling points that you want to come across as the best, your best attributes. I think a more organized, goal-oriented, and timely. Mm-hmm. Bam. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. And then you can touch upon, like, little experiences or what has made you become organized and yeah, successful. Absolutely. Um, speak the right body language. Again, this goes back to the whole, like, confidence thing. Alyssa and I talked about this earlier. Just make sure that, like, your body language tells everything. So, like, if you're kind of, like, crouching down or, like, mm-hmm. hunched over, you're going to feel, like they're going to feel like you're one less prepared for the position than you actually are. Or if you're like slumped back in the chair acting like you're like hanging out with your buddies. Like, you got the guy stance. You're just like legs open. Man, man spread. <laughs> back in your chair. <laughs> yeah, I think the best thing you can do for yourself is head up, shoulders back, and make eye contact. Mm. I know eye contact is fucking hard. I, for me, it's not even eye contact. It's like I would rather look at your lips because, first of all, if I'm not staring at your lips, my brain is somewhere else. Yeah, your lip reading. I, I, I understand that. 
but you still have to go from lip reading to make eye contact. Yeah. Like, come up for air. <laughs> Even if sometimes, like, eyes are hard, like, just look at the tip of their nose. That's also, like, a good one or right in between their nose. So you're not making direct eye contact, but it's, like, it's there. Like, it, it's better than nothing at all, um, especially if you're shy. Um, yeah, we're not afraid of eye contact. <laughs> no, we're definitely... Alyssa and I pretty much make a bunch of eye contact the entire time we're recording this episode, these episodes. Sometimes so. I feel like I'm staring people too far down. I'm like... <laughs> I haven't blinked in a while. (laughs) (laughs) It's looking a little crazy. Um, But yeah, I think if you know yourself, you know, and you're confident in the stuff that you're going to talk about, whatever that is, you know, for me is social media. Like if I'm, I'm confident in talking about those things, like, so I'm going to come across better. So make sure that when you walk into the interview, you're applying for jobs, one, that are actually in your field that you can confidently speak about. And then also two, like, exuberate that confidence you have it you know your shit and and just walk in that yeah and I mean I think on the the things that you aren't so confident about just be open and honest keep the same body language absolutely you may not feel so confident but you're touching upon it and saying like you know I haven't had as much experience in this area um but I'm absolutely more than willing to learn and I'm excited to try and learn this new topic absolutely the last little thing i have here before we kind of transition into uh our interview questions is personal thank you notes Um, that was a new one (laughs) i i agreed i was like that's weird but i guess this is something that a lot of european countries do so like after an interview uh you send like a personal thank you card um, to the interviewer overseas international companies absolutely well, this is another, would be another good one if you have a recruiter. So if you're, you're applying through a recruiter or you're using a recruiter specifically to get you a job, this would be great for you to write like a nice thank you note and let them know that like you appreciate the time and the effort that they're putting in for your job. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, honestly, I've never written a thank you note in my life for a company. Mm-hmm. Me <laughs> I think if anything, when I left, maybe I'd be like, thank you for your time, the yeah. years that we spent, the memories, but I've never thanked somebody for an interview in a, mm-hmm. in a thank you note. No, me neither. If you're in America and you don't want to do that, I would say just a nice, firm handshake. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I really appreciate it. Hope to hear from you soon. Absolutely. I think regardless, a good, solid handshake at the end is always a good must. A thank you somehow, whether it's a note or in person, Mm -hmm. you should be thanking your interviewer. Absolutely. I liked those tips. Those were good ones. Yeah, and I thought they were very, like, helpful for where I'm at and the fact that, like, I'm about to start doing interviews. So I was like, oh, okay, this would be great for me to learn some of these things. And there's things that I feel like I already knew, but it just solidified them more for me. And then I think the big one for me that stuck out was clarifying my selling points. Like, okay, what am I good in? And, what like, it's okay to talk about the things that I'm not good in as well. Um, which we'll touch Where you on. Little cheat sheet on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, that's why, like, bringing a notebook or bringing, like you said, there was somebody that showed up at your job um, with a full binder, and you were like, "Wow, you're so prepared! Like, that looks great. You're so organized." Which I think is something that is a definite, like, good thing. If especially if you're in those like more senior level positions or have a lot of experience in whatever field you're in. Yeah, I mean, I think the only situation I think that a notebook wouldn't be helpful is some. Some managers and interviewers will want to take a walk with you. Mm. I, I see that more in management positions. Like, I've done plenty of walks around the store or the company. Yeah. So that they kind of, they're showing you a little tour of the place. So you get to know what it looks like and right. how it's behaving. And where you're going to actually work. What and yeah, so your notebook's not really going to help you there. Absolutely. But I think it's it definitely will show your professionalism if you at least show up with it. Absolutely. And, and if anything, like, 
get in your car and start writing notes down immediately as to what you learned in the job. Like, what did you see? Kind of make, take, take five, 10 minutes to give yourself a little reflection point about the interview that just occurred instead of waiting for the drive home. You may think of things on the drive home, but in that first five, 10 minutes immediately after you're going to have like all those things that were either like red flag or like, Ooh, I really like that. Like, Oh, I'm, I am really going to like this job. Yeah. And I think that the article that I wrote, which we'll put in the show notes, um, same one that had the nerve section, I think it's really important to also celebrate or do something for yourself after your job interview. Yeah, I always no go get myself a Starbucks coffee. No one wants to sit around for the next, like, few hours thinking about all the things that they didn't do in the interview or waiting for mm. a phone call, et cetera, et cetera. Go have the interview and then go do something that you like. Get your nails done, grab a coffee, um, go to the gym, get yourself pumped, or, like, whatever floats your boat. Mm-hmm. Take a nice walk, eat some good food. Go to Target. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Yeah. <laughs> Look around the area, see all the food places you're gonna you're gonna be able to eat at your future employer. Absolutely, and just like own that confidence and and just know that you did what you could do with the information that you had. And even if it doesn't go the way you wanted to, mm-hmm. that you went and you succeeded because you did it in the way that you knew best. And you did you did a good job, and you're only going to go up from there and learn more. Absolutely. Um, so, are you ready to dive in some to some mm-hmm. our of our interview questions? Well, yes, I am. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, touch upon this first one. This is a pretty common interview question. Um, what interests you most about this job slash why did you apply? Um, I think this one is really common. The why did you apply? It's like the first question out the yeah. gate. They're like, hi, how are you? Great, good. You sit down and you're like, so what made you apply for this position? Uh-huh. That's why it's number one in our questions. Yeah, I did try to put them in order of what I think the you see Most more important. commonly and like yeah. what happens um i said that you should just be speaking on a few notes that you liked on either the job posting or like within the culture if you learned about um the company through research mm-hmm. you know oh i really liked that i saw you guys um do a lot of volunteer work charitable donations i really liked the aspects of xx and x of the job position absolutely touch on your personal like work goals for yourself um, or your job interests or the style of the company. Absolutely. Um, again, this is kind of goes with that more. Is it a more traditional company? Is it a more um, millennial company? Is it a tech startup? Is it, you know, is it just a startup? Is it a is it a publishing company? Whatever it is in the niche that you're looking to get into, to, like talk about yeah. why you're interested in it. I think it's one's more personal, for, like towards you. They're asking you why you applied. It's not like the, you need the cookie cutter answer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I think this is a great position. Blah blah blah. Like. If it's a video game company, say, like, I really love video games. I've long, you know, had a long-term love for video games. And I think that... I've always wanted to design my own whatever. This job will really give me the the tools and the happiness that the video games bring me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, like like you're saying, I think touching on that personal aspect is a great idea. Absolutely. What's the next one? Tell me about yourself. Uh... Again, but we, we did, it, it is very common. And again, like I said earlier, make sure you touch upon it because like really use it to your advantage, like bullet point the top three things that you're good at and let your employer ask deeper questions about those three things as well. It'll kind of lead for a more flowed conversation and a much, you'll feel a lot easy, easy going. Yeah, I think that if I can give you a tip in the opposite direction, like Jocelyn gave you the do, I think the don't is don't go through like your entire work experience. But like, oh, so I graduated high school from so-and-so and then I started my first job at Pizza Hut and I did this. I think if anything, touch 
And if you're brand new to applying for jobs and you don't have any work experience, I think great things to talk about is just like, oh, you know, like, oh, my interest in school where, you know, I really loved my study groups. I loved the collaboration. I love yada, 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 whatever aspects of your college years or previous experience, whether that is college or job, touch upon those things more than actually touching upon what your job title and where it was. Yeah. And I mean, throw in that little personal touch, like Jocelyn could add in that she loves going hiking. Mm-hmm. Just a, or the heavy yeah, operating, a heavy machinery operating. Yeah, that you did like which was my still on my res, still on my resume. Exactly, still it's a talking it. point. Exactly. Like this is where you're supposed to engage, and guys are just generally talking about you and like yeah, because I think about you. yeah, I think getting a personal aspect is great because now they 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 get a little bit more knowledge about you, not just your professionalism. Yep. So, um, any other tips? No, I think that one, I, you just, it's, I think it's very straightforward. Tell me about yourself. Just be honest. Mm -hmm. Add some work stuff, add some personal stuff and leave it at that. Absolutely. Don't blather on too much. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't have to like fill in lots of sentences. Interviewers aren't looking for paragraphs. Yeah. And also let there be dead air. I think this is something that Alyssa and I talked about, I think privately, uh, but let there be dead air. It's okay because the point that an, interv- an interviewer is going to do this, they're going to be silent it's to tactics. see if, yeah, to see if you'll fill the dead air. Don't fill it. You're going to put your them- foot in your mouth. Yes. Yes. Just let, just let the silence go and then they'll continue on. Yep. <laughs> it's absolutely. a trick question. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. Um, next question was, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Again, this plays into what are your selling points? Like how, what here about yourself can you really sell? And I know pretty much an entire interview is selling yourself. So I'm probably going to reiterate that a lot. Um, but um, any any advice for us over there? I think that you had a lovely book. It was 101 Toughest Interview Questions by Daniel Perrot and Francis Bolas-Haynes. Um, this came right out of them is that they mentioned three strengths, two minor weaknesses, another strength and then you change the subject yeah ask something about them this is also a great opportunity for you to ask questions about the employer yeah i think that you you're trying to sell your strengths and kind of like i don't want to say glaze but it kind of is you're glazing over the weaknesses mm-hmm. um i love you called it a compliment sandwich it goes back to that like you feel yeah. when you're having a conversation with somebody you say like the good the bad and you go back to the good you want to like end yourself on the strengths mm-hmm. um i think that if you're gonna mention your weaknesses you want to follow up how you're um, gonna overcome it or plan to overcome it there was one in the book here it says i am enthusiastic energetic and willing to work hard some co-workers have told me that at first they thought i was aloof or unfriendly but once they got to know me they realized i was just very focused on what i was doing Knowing this, I try to slow down and make an extra effort to connect with people. So you're highlighting your strengths. You're mentioning your weakness that you're, you Sometimes. were perceived aloof and unfriendly, but it, that it really was you were just focusing on it and that you have a plan to overcome it by making sure to stay conscious of how you're connecting with people. Absolutely, which I think employers love too because it gives that uh, collaboration. I think most jobs are going to have some aspects of collaboration where you are going to want to have good relationships with your employer or employees around you, your other colleagues. That's the word Yeah, I and you're not just mentioning like, oh, you know, I'm re- I run late all the time. You're like, but, you know, I do try to do X, Y, and Z to overcome it. Mm-hmm. It shows that you're putting in the effort. Absolutely. Yep. Um, any other, anything else out of the book that you want to mention? 
No, I think th- I thought that was a great answer. I loved the compliment sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> the strength and weakness sandwich. Yep, absolutely. Um, okay, so another question was, what did you like most and least in your last job? I think this goes back to not putting your foot in your mouth. Yes. Don't don't talk about it. The job that you absolutely freaking hated. Yeah, talk about the job so that you actually liked or talk about how you overcame something in the job that you didn't like. Yeah, I think this kind of goes hand in hand with the last question. So you want to glaze over like the bad in a professional manner, just like the last one. I said like start with your least um, enjoyed in the job and then like end on the high note with the good that you really liked in the job. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And again, I think you want to stay high level. Like I really liked, you know, the connection with the customers. I really felt like I could get a one-on-one connection with them and spend the time talking about their problems so I can find them a solution. I didn't really like the um, scheduling portion of Mm -hmm. the job. Yep. I think that's great. The next question we have here is, why did you leave slash be let go from your last job? Do you want to take this one? Um, I really liked this one. Um, the book, again, the book mentioned this one and it said, um, that they couldn't match my professional objectives or goals. And I think that's just really important, um, that you mention that there wasn't a, you didn't leave for any bad reasons. You just left because your personal professional goals were different from what the objectives of the company needed you to do and that's not a bad thing you just kind of are recognizing your value and your worth in order to continue forward yeah and the actual one that came from the book was my employer was not able to offer me a position matching my professional objectives Mm -hmm. um i think that that's very nicely worded if i were to say in my own interview and i have said it i usually just say like i really enjoyed my last company Um, But I started to perform and outperform the job. And then I kind of grew out of the culture and the company and looking for a new um, avenue. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely I've definitely said that in jobs where I'm like, oh, we had we had a great connection and whatnot. But I started to feel like my own personal professional goals were not that of the companies. And I felt like I was outgrowing my role there. And I wanted to try to achieve something that was a little more uh, difficult or outside of my comfort zone. I think yeah, it's like something I've like, also said. You can talk about like your skill set and how you learned what you could from that job and now you're ready to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wouldn't recommend talking about like salary again. Uh-uh. I think salary is like the taboo topic. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you can mention it in a nice way. I think that the professional objectives really yeah. does kind of glaze, glaze over, over that. that. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be like, oh, well, they weren't paying me enough. Mm-mm. Don't say that. <laughs> no. No, because, again, the interviewer is going to get the idea and the notion that the pay that you're looking for may be even out of the realm that they can afford to pay you. Yeah. I mean, I think if you want to talk about salary, I always say talk about it after the offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but just say, like, hey. It's a negotiation. I have one other question. Um, you know, I am looking for a company that is continually growing including um raises and performance reviews is does your company align with that statement absolutely i think that's a great that's a great way to say hey look like i and it also touches upon the fact that you want to grow right like it, it gives you that that open door of being like i'm willing to grow and if i outgrow whatever position i'm in i'm willing to move into a bigger higher level job position what is your biggest failure and what did you learn slash how did you overcome it 
I thought this was a great question when you pulled it out of the book. You said it, and I was like, wait, hold on. I was in the middle of a thought. Can you repeat that? Because I was like, I definitely think I like it, but I just need to hear it again. This is another one I've encountered in almost every job interview. They usually want to ask you um, what your biggest failure or obstacle was in your like job or your personal, and either what you learned or how did you overcome it, because they want to see how you're going to react to failure. Mm-hmm. So like if you didn't do the best, you know, that your job, you did the best you could, but you still failed, you didn't meet your goal. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have a tantrum? Are you going to freak out? Are you yeah. going to like yell at other people? Or right. are you going to talk about like, oh, well, it was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did bet we did our, the best we could with the knowledge we had. Here's how we can improve. And here's how I can help, especially if you're in a leader's position. Here's how I think as a leader I could have done better or how I think that I could have managed the team better or provided better resources, something like that. Yeah, I think like, I think it's very straightforward. Just provide the situation from your job or your life and how you overcame it. I think like for me, to give you an example, I would talk about how um, – I wasn't able to go to college for the financial reasons and how I needed to really pivot. I thought I was lost, but I was able to learn from it and overcome it. And I got the position that I'm really happy with now. Like that's Mm -hmm. a a situation from my personal life. You could also bring in a job experience. It's personal, but I think it's also led you to the professional life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the other thing is like the book mentions this and I think we're going to disagree. It says limit your description of the failure to the relevant facts and don't go into details about your emotions. Um, Devote more time to explaining what you learned from the experience. I don't like the idea of avoiding emotions. We're human and it's going to happen and it's going to come into the workplace at some point or another. Yeah, it's again, bound to happen. We're humans. I have brought up my college story. Like that is something I have actually told in a job interview, and I was like, I was devastated. I was really lost, and I didn't know what I was gonna do. Like if you, I think if you add a little bit of emotion, it gives the employer to understand you a little bit more, and they too. connect with you. Absolutely, I, think I do understand avoiding emotions in certain circumstances. Like you, you're trying to talk about the relevant things that are to the job. Absolutely. But I think dipping your toes into a little bit of emotion and just like gives you that being vulnerable, adding that connection. I think it will help you. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely, we read that and I, you were like, Oh no. I was Uh, like, what are we fucking robots? Like, no, we're human. Like the, the reality is there are going to be days we're going to have tougher days. There are going to be days we're going to have better days. But like the reality is like, we're human at the end of the day. Like we can't help the fact that we do have emotions. And I don't think that that's something that we should downplay and feel like we have to hide exactly i mean if you're a mother coming off of unemployment because you've been a stay-at-home mom for the last five years you're gonna have emotions about that the struggles that you're dealing with on how to get back into the workforce mm-hmm. you can't just leave that stuff out no it, it's a part of who you are as a person and what is going to make you most likely a better candidate for different positions yeah so i think touch upon it and then move on to things like how you what you learned from it or how you did overcome that obstacle absolutely anyway Okay, our next question here is, let's see, how do you define success? I think defi- defining success is different for everybody. Yeah, we definitely touched upon that in our in our episodes. I think that you could very straightforwardly just define your own definition of success. What success means to you. Maybe that's a writing prompt that you do beforehand. Absolutely. Um, I think that the book gave some really great ones, so I'm just going to go over some of those. So... I see success as constantly moving towards the goal I have set for myself and living up to my commitments. Success is a journey and it changes over time. For me, now it's living up to my potential and having a job in which I can really make a positive difference. I really liked that one. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I define success as having a positive attitude. I believe positive things happen to positive people. Success is the ability to keep learning things and letting this knowledge enrich my life and relationships. I don't see success as reaching an endpoint. I never want to. I never want to feel I know all there is to know. Success is persevering in the face of obstacles, not giving up no matter what problems arise. To me, success is reaching one's goal with honesty and integrity. There are plenty of people who have succeeded by abandoning these principles, but they often pay a price at some point down the road. All very different mm-hmm. definitions of success. I think, if anything, like I said, spend the time. If like an answer doesn't come to you right away, spend the time to write out what you think success is. Because this is a, a pretty common question. Yeah, and I think, too, if the employer asks this question of you, give your definition of success and then, again, turn it on its head and ask them, how would you personally define success within this role? Yeah. I think, I think this is a great chance for you to do that. The first one I didn't read was talking about that, like, that I think success has to be proven by measurable results. So, like, if you're going more towards the work aspect mm-hmm. of it, you could say, like, you know, it's it's measurable results, hitting my goals, so on and so forth. Hitting our ROI, hitting a KPI, hitting whatever, yeah, those sort of I things. Yeah, but I love asking the interviewer their definition. Of success, especially for a specific role. Um, because obviously they know the role pretty well. So by asking that question, you're only going to set yourself up for better success because you'll understand what the expectations for you are within that role of what their version of success is, not just your own straight facts. Yep. Um, okay. The next question was, what is your leadership style? Now, when, um, Alyssa and I looked at this question, I initially thought like, oh, like I've been in plenty of leadership roles and management positions, but I was like, I don't necessarily think I know what my style is. Like, do I need to take a quiz? I literally said that to Alyssa. I was like, is there a quiz I can take to find this out? Because I genuinely don't know. And there are quizzes that you can take online to kind of get a brief overview of what those are. Um, and I'd love to do like a whole episode on just like leadership as a whole and like what we define leader, like successful leadership and what we think, um, unsuccessful looks like I'd love to do a whole episode on that whether it's right after uh, our work one we kind of dive into some other like topics that came up during these or if we just like wait it out and kind of get our research in but oh absolutely I mean leadership versus boss is like a whole other episode absolutely if you look up like what a leader is you will find many definitions and like would you say authoritative yeah like diplomatic diplomatic coaching like I think those are all great to say. I think you can almost just describe what your leadership style is. Right. I don't think that everyone knows what an authoritative leadership style is. Absolutely. And you brought that up and I was like, oh, that's a really good point. I'm sure not everyone's going to know this exact quiz that I took that, that got oh, like, me this style. I'm diplomatic and like, what I'm is, 10% coaching. So like, what does that look like to you? What does diplomatic mean to you? Like your employer is going to ask you those questions. So I think instead of saying I'm diplomatic, I think touching on the key points that bring you as said diplomatic Um, but you you can take a quiz if you feel like you need help figuring out what your style is I know that like I brought I googled it right before we started recording and then I was like I'm gonna keep these up so I can actually go and take these quiz and see what my style is to kind of get more of those key points not the overall like diplomatic authoritative like I don't want the actual style word but I would like to know what the key points are that I would like need to touch upon absolutely and I think if you want like a more simple approach you don't want to do the quiz just think about adjectives that describe what you're doing so like I wrote down hands-on hands-off so like that would be like 
a micromanager or maybe like really involved with mm-hmm. their employees or maybe they're just like oh no I want my employees to succeed I know that they can do their job like that's yeah all I'm definitely a hands-off like manager I'm not hands-on like if you need my help I'm 100% there for you like I'm I'm I will support you and I will give you resources and support you need but I'm not going to be like all up in your shit. I think that you would be the other ones, which would be, like, coaching or, like, motivational, encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, the book had some good ones, like, responses. So things like, my leadership style is participative and interactive. I like to support and actively mentor those on my team. That would be a great one for me. <laughs> I like doing things by the book, especially when the safety of my employees is at stake. I have, we have a safety officer in our company. That'd be a great statement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to lead by example. I believe that my values and ideals will inspire others to follow me. I instill enthusiasm into my team and use my energy and dedication to move the team forward. I like to involve others in the decision-making process. If we succeed, the credit is shared by all. But if things don't turn out as we planned, I will take responsibility for whatever decisions were made. I'm a motivational leader. I like to inspire my team with a shared vision of the future. I all, I'm also approachable. I think it's critical to be visible and accessible to my team, so I make sure to communicate regularly with them and invite their input. Absolutely. I think that last one's great. That would be my motivational style. Yeah. I think on the other end of this, I think leadership style is more if you're going for a management-specific position. Absolutely. Your work style is going to be like if you are – Entry level, mid level, or if you're, do you work more collaborative? Um, are go-getter. you a go getter, goal setting, those sort of organized, things. methodical, independent, goal oriented? Like all of those is how you like to personally work. Like, what does your day to day look like? Absolutely. Um, and I think if someone were to ask, what is your work style? I think it's okay and fair. And this is the question we're talking about now. This was our next question: is what is your work style? Um, But I think it's fair and totally okay to also tell your employer, look, I work better at night or, hey, like I'm better if I get a later start in the day. So and this may help you to have a more flexible schedule or a schedule that actually works for you to be your best and be the most successful that you can be in your role. Yeah. And I think you have to be honest during this question. Like if you're not a collaborator, don't don't like working with a team, don't lie. Mm -mm. Just say like I really enjoy independent work. I thrive in this environment. Um, what's helpful for me is X, Y, and Z. What isn't helpful is, you know, X, Y, and Z. And you can kind of go on that topic. Absolutely. And I think, too, this would be um, a great place for you to input a question for your employer as to um, what kind of, you know, work style are you, what, what kind of company does your work style need? Um, I think especially for a position. Am I skipping ahead? You're totally skipping oh, ahead. Oh, damn. We're gonna, we'll circle back around to that one. <laughs> Just, we're going to get through one more, and then she can bring it right back up. <laughs> All right. So um, the last question that I thought was really relevant, again, this is the one that you have to be careful of and how it's worded. Um, but employers will ask, how important is your salary to you? What are your salary expectations? Um, so... I think you have to be honest with your salary, but I think you can also glaze over it, get around it. I, again, I don't recommend until the offer is being made to talk about salary because I do like to negotiate. I think it's a smart way. Mm-hmm. You're not shooting yourself in the foot saying nope. like, you know, I am looking for this because you definitely have to overshoot. We talked about that in job requirements. 
you need to go. Give a range if you're going to do anything. Like, I'm... Like, and it needs to be, like, a $30,000 range. Like, yeah. a big range. You need educate yourself, like we talked about in, in that job requirements episode. Look at the job market. Look at the position that you're applying for and say, like, well, I would love to negotiate salary, but what I am looking for, if you're looking for a number, is X Here. to Y. Yep. And that's, like, you know... 50 to 80. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm looking for, you know, you could even give um, a lot of the jobs on Indeed that I'm seeing are like 50,000 range. Like some job was, oh, 55,000 to 105,000. So if you want to take Indeed's approach, go ahead and do like a $50,000 range. And that way your company is like, oh shit, she is shooting really high or she has those. Because again, like Alyssa said, you'll shoot yourself in the foot. Because if you shoot for a low number, one, they're going to see that maybe you don't have value. Or two, they're going to be like, she got a lot of value and we can pay her cheap for that value. So, like, don't do that. I And I have done that before. I've shot myself in the foot so I can definitely attest to this. Mm-hmm. I remember there was an application that I filled out that asked, what was your desired sal- salary? I hate that they asked And that. I wish I had never answered it. I should have just put negotiable. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I thought I needed to, like, actually put a number. And I did not put a range. I put – it was – more than what I was making, but, but I it was less I think than I, what the position would have required. I think my self doubt got in the way, and I was like, "Oh, they won't give me that for this position," and so I undercut myself, and that was what I ended up starting at that company for. And I was like, "Ah, I could have been making so much more." Yeah, and and again, like don't shoot, don't shoot yourself in the foot. If they require that, you could write zero dollars an hour because then when they go in, they'd be like, oh, we saw that you wrote that like zero dollars an hour. Are you looking for commission? What Like, are you looking for bonuses? You'd be like, oh, no, I wrote that because um, it's negotiable because some of them I know on Indeed, some of uh, some of the like computer generated like questions. And one of them is what's your desired salary or hourly wage? You can't put num- like letters. You have to put a number. So put either a really wide range or put zero and then make sure that you discuss that in Go the interview. <laughs> Yeah. Hundred K. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that that's smart. I really do because you're not undercutting yourself at all. No, I think that there is that little con that might if they're like, Oh my god, a hundred K, we're not paying that you might again shoot yourself in the foot. But That's why I say a nice range is always good. Thirty to fifty thousand I think range is And that's what I recommend. I, I think if you're trying to glaze over your salary and talk about it at a later time, I think that the book had some great answers to this lay it on me because i'll probably need this so while salary is of course important to me it's just one factor in choosing a job i want to make a difference in my work and collaborate with compatible people on tasks i enjoy Mm -hmm. this means more to me than the amount of financial compensation you can you heard my mm -hmm because i was like oh yeah that's true i would much rather have like a good work environment and have like a decent pay than have like an extra great pay and like hate my fucking job every day and while I agree, I think I'm at a different point in my life, and I'd be like, oh, that's not the answer for me, mm-hmm. because I would love to pay my bills. Yeah. Oh, pay my I've, bills and then some. So that's like, why I say a decent pay, like something I can actually live off of, but it's still like I could take lesser of that in order to have a job that I enjoy going to every day. Absolutely. Um, salary is important, and so far in my career, I have always received a salary that fairly corresponded to my contribution. I hope this will be the case in the future as well. Yep. I appreciate a good salary as a sign of that my work is valued. Money is important, but fulfillment is even more so. I look for jobs that match my skills and abilities, not only those that offer a high salary. I really liked this one. I liked the next one as well. I would rank my salary 
among the top five things that matter most to me about this job. Mm-hmm. However, it is certainly not number one. That is, that's the one. That's the one I like the best. Peace for sure. Yeah. I like that one. All right. You ready to roll into some questions for the interviewers? Yes. You can circle back around <laughs> to your question. <laughs> So the one that Jocelyn jumped ahead for, Sorry. Um, these, like I said, these are questions you should be asking after the interview is done with on their half when they're like, oh, do you have any questions, questions for us? us? Yeah. This the is typical question that in. always happens. I promise it will. Yeah. And they're going to change. You might just pick your own. Um, like I said, I always suggest doing research and make it specific to the company or what you're looking for. Absolutely. Um, but the one that Jocelyn was talking about was what type of employee tends to succeed here and what qualities are the most important for succeeding here? So this goes back to that work style. So you're asking the interviewer in the company what qualities do these employees currently have that are important another great question here is what are the next steps in your recruitment process before you can make an offer i think this just gives you an idea of if you're going to be getting a second interview or if they have other candidates or if they're just going to send you an offer when they're ready and how they send an offer like do they call you with the offer or do they send it via email and i think regardless i should you should always get a paper copy yeah and i think this came up because when we did talk about job requirements you were talk i said that i have never been to an interview that really required more than one interview mm, where i've been to a place that has been like i've Multiple. gone through three and inter- like i it's always especially because i know that for like mid level management positions it always is up to like three to four interviews, sometimes depending on how many candidates there are. So I have been, I've gotten to the point where it's been your first round, second round, final interview. Yeah, and I've only encountered that in one job. Mm. So although I think it is the exception still in most job fields, um, that it is important to ask so that you're not sitting there going, oh, I'm going to get the job after this interview. And then they call you back and you're like, oh, we have still two more interviews to go through and then you'd be a candidate. Right, exactly. Um, So definitely just that sets you up for success. So you know that there are other candidates in the pool. You're not the only one. First of all, which I don't think you should ever think you're the only one. Let's just be real. Sorry, guys. Plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but also, this sets you up for success to be like, oh, okay. Well, I may it may be another week or two before I hear anything. And Six I want to I want to touch upon the fact of like holidays. Applying around the holidays can be really hard because that just will prolong when you actually hear something back. Oh yeah. Even if you go through the process, people will be like, oh, you know, I'm not, we're not hiring anybody new. We're not bringing anybody on for onboarding until January, you know, third, right after the holidays and new year. Absolutely. I mean, my spouse is a perfect example of that. Um, he got this job and accepted the offer the week before Christmas and he doesn't start until uh, he didn't start until middle of January. So two full weeks after. And I think that that just makes a lot of sense because there's so much stuff that usually gets put on hold on the holidays. So to come back and try to be onboarding somebody while you're trying to take care of all the things that were happening before the holidays and get back in the swing of things is just not a great idea. And I think a lot of companies like recognize that and don't do that. They bring, oh, yeah. they onboard somebody. The short weeks of the few, holidays. Yeah, a few weeks after the holidays to let, first of all, everybody get back in the groove of things, pick up where they left off, and then get get into a groove of being able to bring somebody on and it doesn't look like you're all a chaotic mess. So just be aware that like that may be a real po- possibility. Exactly. Um, and especially um, holidays and then I um, like Companies and management may take time off, such as an HR manager or the person you're supposed to be interviewing with. So they may decide that they're about to take their two-week vacation right now, and they're taking it back-to-back. So 
your next interview may not be for another two to three weeks, but it's good to know. That's why it's good to ask this question. Yeah, because you could be going out a paycheck all throughout that time. Mm-hmm. And you could be waiting and hoping because you did so well in that first round, but you're not going to get that second round interview for three, four weeks, which means you don't start a job for four to six weeks. Absolutely. Um, so just make sure that you can, you know, plan for that. Uh, next one would be, what would you expect me to have achieved after six or 12 months in this role? I think I, this is a great question. It's so good, and I have used this one. Um, just asking about what your expectations and achievements or, like, what goals they're looking for mm-hmm. is a great question to ask. What is expected of you? Oh, you know, we expect you to hit 200% goal, this X amount of installs or X amount of customers. Mm-hmm. Um, or X amount of ROI in six six months. Yeah, or like we're hitting a you know a budget of X. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that and that's why I think I love this question. And also, it kind of gives you an insight as to what the company finds most important in that role. Yes, I think alongside of this question, I love to ask, "What is my day? To, what does the day to day look like in this position?" Mm-hmm. So that I get an idea of what my workflow is going to be like. Is it going to be broken up? Is it going to be a bunch of little tasks, or am I going to be focusing? Am I going to have time to even focus on something for long stretches of time? Am I going to get a lunch break? Yeah. <laughs> actually be able to eat my lunch? Absolutely. Um, and again, this will this will play into um, also next week's episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a great question to ask in order to see what your work-life balance is going to be like. Yes. I think alongside of that, I always love to ask about culture Mm -hmm. and why the interviewer is here at this position. Mm -hmm. Like, I ask, oh, what do you like about your role? What do you like about this company? Why did you apply here? Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, I really love an interactive and engaging culture, really open-minded. What are... What does your culture look like here? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Those are great questions. And I think, um, again, we'll, we're will we going to put some timestamps down in the notes as to how we broke this up. Um, and then also probably all of these questions in the book as to where we got these questions from um, and some resources to kind of come up with your own questions and journal about what you want to know about the, the company. I think that's a great thing to do. Um, after you've done your research, you could have questions right then and there. And I think that's a great time during that research period for you to take a minute and journal down, okay, so I see this, but like, I don't know about this. Well, ask a question about that. It's clearly something that came to the forefront of your mind. So it must be important to you. So make sure you ask those questions that come yeah. up in your research process. Absolutely. I mean, you can even, even if you found something bad, say during your research, like a bad PR, something or that like came a up. harassment um, lawsuit, you can be like, you know, in my research, I found that you guys have a lawsuit um, for sexual harassment, I just wanted to ask, like, how you guys how are you handling that? how you handled that section of you know with the human resource department how harassment is handled going forward from them. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think companies definitely have that like some companies, not all of them, can have that like black letter that that bad PR at one point or another. But it gave them that option to grow and realize that they weren't so strong in a section of their company that they needed that they needed to work on. And I, mean, I th- you brought up Amazon last episode. I think that's a good one. They they went from like, you know, a lot of bad reviews. They had not great wages and they went up to what is it, 15, I think. Yeah, they think they're even more than that now. Yeah, so they started at 15. They started like asking employees what they wanted, their flexible scheduling, and now they offer way more 
accommodations so that they can value their employees and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's funny that you brought up Amazon because I saved an Amazon job the other day and it's like a, a media social media job. And I was like, we could do that. That's close. That's close to home. Amazon's only like 30 minutes from my house. <laughs> I really like watching those packing videos of Amazon oh, and Target workers. God. It's the tape machine for me. Beep. Oh. I love it. I fucking love it. I love when they do the reorganization. So like they they do they like stack everything all over again. So it's like when it's empty and then they go through and they stack it all back up. And I'm like, that's so pretty. I like that. I know it was a time lapse and it was like 30 seconds and it probably took you like an hour to do. But like, oh, it's so pretty. And um, I had an ex-boyfriend who actually worked at Amazon and he was considered what you call like a spider. So they have different terms for things as to where your position is. So him being a spider was basically like he helped the pat like the people that actually fix the do all the packaging. He was the person providing all the packaging supplies. So he was the mm. restocker. So he was considered a spider because he would run out and go get anything that they, the packet the packers needed. Oh. So yeah, so they have different names for like all these things internally, which I like, think is really cool. They don't, but they don't like, they don't usually allow like cell phones and things like that on the floor because it's, it's a hazard. You're working with heavy equipment while you're in these, these warehouses. So this is true. Um, but did you have any other, um, tips or any other interview questions to be asked or ask for us? I think we covered a lot. Yeah. This episode was really deep and in depth. So please take your time. Listen to this episode. Like. Not, I don't want to say multiple times, but listen to it in small sections. Um, and like I said, we'll break that down in our show notes for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, just to reiterate the top tips, um, come prepared. Take it as a conversation. Walk in confident that you're doing your best. Um, answer honestly. Glaze over the things you don't want to talk about, um, including salary. Mm-hmm. Talk about salary at, upon offer. Um, and really... It is. It's just doing your best. You're showing up, applying for a job. Whether you get it or not, it's not going to be the end of the world. Nope. It's it's only going to be one little blip on the radar. Something you probably will never remember if you're being, if I'm being honest. You won't remember the job that you didn't get. Yeah, I think I remember more interviews as an interviewer than I do as an interviewee. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't remember half the jobs I've interviewed for. I don't. I can't remember. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's it. You rounded us out great. Take us out, baby. All right. Follow, rate, like, and subscribe. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at tabletalks.podcast. Go for those jobs. Apply the fucking hell out of it. And go slay your job interview.